Greetings. Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, I guess. Ah, I know. (laughs) New Year, new bullshit. Yes, yes. Um, as everyone was already kind of aware, Jess um, has uh, Dave, who she mentions, is going through some medical issues. So mm-hmm. they're just trying to navigate that. And I think anyone who's been in that experience knows how much bullshit you have to go through in documents and insurance stuff. Mostly, and, yeah. 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 So who's going to pay for what and how? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What it all boils down to. That's our healthcare system. So, unfortunately, uh, your new year has not hit off on a great start. No, not as (laughs) thus. But uh, we hope everyone else has a happy new year regardless. I haven't lost all hope yet. Yeah. Not all hope is lost. (laughs) It's just... You enter here. (laughs) You enter here. It's... (laughs) 2024. <laughs> so, with this New Year's, we are starting Aliens. We still waiting. Come get it again. Come get it again. Part two. Part two. <laughs> and it is the January of sequels. Sci-fi sequels. Sci-fi sequels. And we are starting with Aliens. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to also be doing Predator 2 for this month. Hell. <laughs> and then in February, it is starting the Year of the Dragon. Yes. Woo! So we're going to do a Year of the Dragon theme and do like dragon theme movies. And so obviously Jess, February has got to be better. It has to. Since it's the Year of the Dragon. Exactly. We're switching dragons over. Dragons are awesome. New calendar year. We're ready. What did you pick out for Year of the Dragon? I picked out Reign of Fire, starring Mr. Matthew McConaughey. Wasn't that an incredibly, like, all-CG? Wasn't it one of those, like, mm. early all-CG movies? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've watched it now, but mm-hmm. it might have been. But I thought it was spectacular. <laughs> All right. Back then, because <laughs> Matthew McConaughey was... <laughs> He had those tribal tattoos all up and down his <laughs> arms. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Which, like, I don't remember what year it came out, but that was, like, whatever age I was at Peak that year. whatever. <laughs> Peak whatever. <laughs> Just peak whatever to me. <laughs> Oh. I just thought it was so yummy. So and I love dragons. So yeah, I, I mean, like The Ooh. ending was so cool. I like, I feel like I have seen it, but I don't really remember it, I think. I think Christian Bale was in it. Yeah, huh. like young Christian Bale. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to look forward to that yeah. one just because I, I really don't think I remember yeah, it. Yeah, it's kind of dark. I just too. feel like I remember a lot of fire and CG like dragons. Yeah. But that's all I remember. I picked Dragonheart. <laughs> Lots of CG dragons. It's a lot, also a lot of CG dragons. <laughs> and Sean Connery. Yes. Sean and Connery. I was a kid and I really liked this movie. I must have been like 10. Like peak. Yeah, I was peak whatever, whatever for, <laughs> for this really cheesy movie. But I have I don't think I've seen it since I was like a kid. So that'll be, I feel like, fun too. Yeah. Funsies. Funsies. <laughs> So that'll be in February after we do Predator 2. <laughs> Two d- totally different types of dragons. One <laughs> yeah. wants to eat you, one wants to be your friend. I, uh-huh. I like the more mystical, like, medieval, like, yeah, like, I like the dragon heart dragon. Like, yeah. where they're, like, conscious, you know, like, sentient oh, yeah. beings, sentient. where they're, like, I know more than all of humanity. Because I feel like that's how dragons would be. They would life. be. They'd be yeah. super noble and... For sure. But also it would be, like... You touch my treasure, I burn you. Yeah. I'm still a dragon, motherfucker. Exactly. (laughs) He's like, you don't know me. He's like, have you seen my talents? So, what have you been watching? What have you been doing in the new year other than I know the nightmare that is going through a lot of medical stuff? Um, so, when, like I said, when I deal with stress, I like mm-hmm. to shut down, shut her down, shut her down, and Boom. Uh, <laughs> timber, fall on the couch. 
and watch my comfort shows. And this week's comfort shows mm-hmm. um, have been My Cat from Hell. Oh. I was super excited to see that streaming on HBO. Jackson Galaxy, correct? Mr. Jackson Galaxy. Yes. I always want to say, like, Starburns, like, from Community. (laughs) Like, I feel like he would be a Starburns. For sure. Yeah. Um, What's really funny is, like, his little intro is he's, I'm a musician by night, cat behaviorist by day. (laughs) That is something Starburns would do. (laughs) Like, he's, and he, I forgot, his guitar case is, like, his toolbox. Oh my god, he's like the El Mariachi. (laughs) 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 Also, oh my god, that just gave me an idea that we should totally do that trilogy. The El Mariachi trilogy. Oh, I By Robert Rodriguez. I I forgot about that. Oh my god, I love them. They were like, in high school, I was obsessed. It's been a long time since I watched it. Yeah, because El Mariachi, Desperado, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Well, okay, I remember Desperado once upon a time in Mexico. I guess I forgot about El Mariachi. El Mariachi, it's because it was an independent release. Okay. And it was the first of the series, and it was actually filmed in Mexico and everything. And it was lower budget, and it wasn't Antonio Banderas. Mm-hmm. No, I remember that now that you say mm-hmm. it. But yeah, but it was still it. good. It was well done, and that was when Robert Rodriguez was, like, starting out. And, like, it was when, like... That camera, you know, like that that kind of that way the directorial, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's <was> very new and <laughs> yeah, I know. it was. Yeah, I love those movies. I will watch all the special features for them. I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, Jackson Galaxy. Jackson Galaxy has been putting me to sleep on the couch. Nice. Um, also, Anne with an E. Oh yeah, you love. I love I have never watched it yet. I got to put that on um, my watch list. I love Anne of Green Gables anyway. I'm like weird the books about and all yeah. That. I'm weird about that era of like no, literature know, like and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this show is like it's like a progressive Anne Anne of Green Gables. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. has more progressive themes. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's more of a feminist. Yeah. Um, but still like in that era, mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful. Nice. I was like, okay, that's where I want to live forever. Prince Edward Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where I forgot that's where you get that island obsession from. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it seems like um, we are in like a Facebook group that's for, how do you want, Hugo? For like cozy, comfy, the Danish yeah. like kind of philosophy or whatever. Um, but a lot of people talk about. And with an E yes. in that group as well. So it must, it's like a stat act. So I need and to give it a shot. shot. Well, and the little girl that plays, well, she's not a little girl anymore. But yeah. She just is well in the so role. good. Yes. That's awesome. Good for her. Good for her. Good like for she her. nailed it. I feel like that was She probably... actually was in Stranger Things, the newest season. She had a little bit part. Mm. Robin. Oh, Robin? Remember at the end when she like. Eyeballs that girl that has short red hair. Oh, yes. That's Anne. Oh, Anne with an e. okay. I thought you were going to say Robin as Anne with an no, e. I was like, oh, no, my no, God. No. But um, okay. she was like making goo goo eyes. Yeah. Anne e. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's I'm, who Robin had a crush on. I'll eventually give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I've never read the book, actually. I've only read the first, I think, three, but I have the whole oh, set. Oh, it's like a whole series. It oh, is. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I have the whole set. I was, uh, I guess, more of a Little House on the Prairie. Mm, Like, I did read those. Like, Little House in the Big Woods and, like, all the other little ones. But even then, I was like, they're all right. right. (laughs) Like, I read them to read them. I need some murder. Yeah. (laughs) I need some intrigue, Bella. (laughs) Murder, yeah, I mean, literally. <laughs> literally serial killers. <laughs> like, I need a little Casey in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I read The Last Victim and I was hooked. I know. <laughs> I read, I borrowed it from you and read it. Uh, well, speaking of which, I've been watching a lot of anime and it is a lot of murder shit. Like Jujutsu Kaisen, which is like about like curse energy and like they're just like murking everything and uh, it's really good. Um, we finished, I think, the season, or, or caught up anyway, with, like, what's been out. Um, and then, yeah, Demon Slayer, same thing. A lot of demon slaying. <laughs> A lot of slaying demons. <laughs> yeah. And then we, uh, to break things up, because, like I said, we consume a lot of anime and just animated material in general. Material. So, <laughs> yeah, like, because <laughs> we even read comics sometimes, play a lot of different, like, video games, so... 
we're doing a grown-up show. <laughs> oh. And we're watching Succession. <laughs> it was on Max. Yeah. And it's like the big wig, like, corporate conglomerate guy. And he's supposed to be retiring. Or, like, basically it's like, oh, are his kids going to get it? Or And I think there's, like, some cousin that shows up out of nowhere and I think he might, like, give the company to them or something. We mm. just watched the first episode. So it's, like, we've just seen some setup. And it's just, like, rich guy was supposed to step down. And then he decides he's not going to step down. That's usually what happens. And then his son's, like, bah! And then, like, he's going to get his other children, like, trying to work back at the company, too. And just, like, you know, rich rich people bullshit. <laughs> like, it's one of those dramas. And we haven't watched one of those in a long time now. Who's so. the star of it? Um, the older guy's Brian Cox, I believe is his name. I'm going to pull up a, I'll pull up a picture for you. I'll just pull up the, uh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, it's like an ensemble cast, I guess. You nice. know, like, yeah, but first episode, it was interesting enough. Like, it's a drama. So it was fine. Um, got into that. And then we've had one movie night we've done and we did, uh, Jordan Peele's, um, Us. Us. Yeah. Is that the that's older the, one? Yeah. It's been the out for one. a while. Where they have like clones or whatever. Yeah, like doppelganger. Yeah. yeah like clone things. Yeah. Did yeah. you like it? Um, I didn't. Middle of the road for I me. I did not like it. I really liked the idea of like the shadow people being in that liminal space down there. Like the yeah. unending like hallway with the rabbits. I love that imagery. Yeah. Like in it. Right. That I was, like, really about, like, the idea. Like, I even had a dream about it that night. Oh, crazy. But it wasn't even like that. I was just in the liminal space, and I was thinking of, like, all the unanswered, uh, like, questions I had at the end of the movie. And I'm like, like, why would he do this? this? Why didn't he do this? Why is this? (laughs) And even Andrew was like, you dreamed about you thinking about questions about the movie? I'm like, I think this means I'm a real podcaster now. I'm having dreams about asking questions of why this, these parts of the movie did not make sense. While I'm in the fucking liminal space, it was ridiculous. Like, I was not scared. I was questioning. <laughs> questioning. I'm like, well, why did he have the one weird scene where, like, she's looking, like, the, the girl in the red is looking directly at the camera, but you see the girl in the background, you know, like, kind of thing. But the way she's, like, telling the the information at hand is one way, but then there's supposed to be a twist at the end, so it's another way. So then I'm like, well, then why would she do it that way? Like, you know, it's almost like... Yeah, like I didn't... Yeah, I didn't like yeah. It. So I, um, I... It was kind of just... It was too much in one film. Yeah. I, because of that, that's why I have so many unanswered questions. What's this? What's, What's this? this? <laughs> yeah, so certain... And I don't like her voice in there. Yeah. I was like, and they didn't really have a reason for that, did they? Why she was all croaky? Oh, yeah. Because, well, because she was the OG girl. She was real girl. Yeah. So she could talk at one time, but because she was down in that space where none of them talked, so she just kind of basically had lost her... Oh, ability. Ability or, or mm, capabilities okay. of voice or whatever. Or it's just real hoarse and sore. Why didn't you just leave? You obviously eventually got unhandcuffed. Right. This other girl just left. Why couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. That's what I have been up to and working. I have to go to a work convention this week, so I'll be flying oh, down to That's Orlando. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm going to bring my book. We're reading Where the Heart Is. <laughs> I'm making Andrew America's. read that. Yeah, because he was like, oh, I've seen the movie. I was like, yeah. I was like, I liked the movie when I was in middle school. And then I found out it was based on a book, and I, of course, read the book, and I liked the book, too. So that is one of those rare uh, instances where I like the book and movie just fine. Like, it's mm-hmm. like a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I like them equally for what they were. Um, so, yeah. So that's what that's what I'll be up to. How long are you going to be gone for? Just an overnight. Oh, not bad. Yeah, it's yeah, not, not bad. bad. It's just... That's eh, almost worse when you know. it's overnight. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot to cram in yeah. two days, basically. And you need, like, a whole day just to recover. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, essentially. You have to fly? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, but I got that pre-check right. now. 
I got that pre-check. I won't be waiting three hours in the Orlando airport. <laughs> and I don't even have to take my shoes off. Oh. Mm, yeah, fancy. I got that pre-check. <laughs> nice. I know. So that is something to look forward to, honestly. That'll make things so much. Easy breezy. Oh, I won't have You're to like, run. I feel like a celebrity. I know. I won't have to home alone it this right. time. <laughs> and like look like I'm dying when I get on the plane. Oh, and I'm remembering... To bring my fucking mask this time. So hopefully I don't catch fucking COVID. Oh, like, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I remember. I was going to bring one and everything. And then I totally forgot, forgot it. And like I said, and then we were in go Love mode. And home. I had to wait in the line. Yeah. And then I caught COVID. And then you gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. That was 2023. Yeah. That, that is was, in the past. That was how last year started. <laughs> that is behind us. So in this episode, <laughs> we watched 1986's. Aliens. Plural. 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 <laughs> it was released July 18th, 1986. So technically it was also like a summer blockbuster. Right. Running time, 137 minutes. So over two hours. Yes. It was directed by James Cameron. I did not know Screenplay by James Cameron. Story by James Cameron, David Geiler, and Walter Hill. Based on characters by Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusset, produced by Gail Ann Hurd, starring Sigourney Weaver, Carrie Henn, Michael Bien, Paul Reiser, Lance Henriksen, who you might know as Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Pumpkinhead! duh, duh, we were just talking about it in the fucking episode that we did for Pumpkinhead, about him being Bishop. Right. Um, and then Bill Paxton, William Hope, and Jeanette Goldstein. And, of course, uh, Stan Winston was involved. Uh, he was the second unit director. And then, of course, there was the Stan Winston's Creature Effects crew that also helped work on The Alien. Of course. Cinematography was by Adrian Biddle. Edited by Ray Lovejoy. And music was by the James Horner mm-hmm. of also Titanic fucking glory. Yeah. The budget. With also James Cameron. $18.5 million. The box office, 131.1 to 183.3 million. It's huge. Fairly large, substantial. So I'd say it did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to get right into it. I did not see it in theaters because I was two. I was not born yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't even, not Wait, even bacon. Not even a twinkle in your mother's eye. <laughs> no, not yet. Even Andrew. Andrew was in gestation. <laughs> in gestation. He was in gestation. <sighs> Much like our little baby aliens in this film. <laughs> Segway. Segway. You know, I had a gross thought mm. when I was watching it earlier when they were like, had it in the tank and it was like trying to get blah, at them. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, so basically they're like throat fucking people. Yeah. Disgusting. They're like laying eggs in them. Well, I knew, I knew that, but I yeah. didn't realize until that point that I was like, ew, it's <laughs> like that? It's like tentacle porn. Yeah. <laughs> ew. <laughs> well, we can thank um, H.R. Geiger. Uh, he is the Swiss surrealist who is the originating designer of the xenomorphs. It was originally based on a lithograph titled... Uh, Necronom 4, and it was refined for the series' first film, Alien. Um, the practical effects for the Xenomorph's head were designed and constructed by Italian special effects designer Carlo Rombaldi. So, and of course, that was uh, just the general design of mm-hmm. everything. Even that was including um, Ridley Scott. Because as we know, Ridley Scott did the first film, and then James Cameron came in and did the sequel. So, in the film... The spear gun that Ripley used at the end of Alien is briefly visible in the opening scenes. Uh, It's still stuck at the bottom of the escape pod door where it was jammed 57 years earlier. So that's fun. A little Easter egg. In both uh, standard and special editions, the 15-minute countdown at the end of the film is indeed 15 minutes. Hmm. They keep it true. Yes. So for budget constraints... Uh, they could only afford to make six of those, like, hypersleep capsules. So it was just, like, different placements, mirrors, you know, and everything to make it look like they had 12. But it took over $4,300 to build each of those capsules. 
the like hyper sleep yeah capsules. which i just i'm like it was such a small part of the film that seems an exorbitant cost to me yeah when i feel like they could have pro like how could they not have made that cheaper uh, yeah because they don't look that cool to me i think I mean, they just look like a piece of glass over them. Like, yeah. I didn't really pay that much of so, attention. So, yeah, I'm not sure. So, You're mostly looking at Sigourney Weaver and underwear in those scenes. I know. At- <laughs> I'm going to point out that Andrew fucking hated that. Like, he hates that about the movie. And that she's in her underwear. They're teeny tiny panties, is what he calls them. He's oh, yeah. Her and her ridiculously teeny tiny panties. <laughs> he was like, it is so impractical. Uh, <laughs> like, like all those men? Mm-hmm. The way they were talking at, at like, chow time? I'd be like, I'm sleeping in my pants. (laughs) With a belt. (laughs) So, as uh, we mentioned, James Horner being the composer, apparently uh, they did not get along during the post-production because Cameron essentially gave Horner, like, six weeks to do the entire score. Wow. And not even that, because I think it was like when you broke it down, even with editing and stuff, technically it was only three weeks. So he was like... So James Horner was obviously, like, really asshole. Right. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. Um, but he fucking did it. James Horner's like, fuck you. And he earned his uh, first Academy Award nomination for the score. Um, and they did not actually work together again until Titanic. So I feel like there are people who just don't like each other, but when they get together... Magic happens. Magic, I guess, happens. Uh, the word fuck is used 25 times in the film. 18 of them are spoken by a uh, good old... Billy the Extreme. <laughs> but uh, Bill um, Bill Paxton's character, Hudson. <laughs> oh, so funny. May he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. So apparently, so I didn't, I didn't go this far to look into it. I don't know. I'm wondering, is James Cameron an asshole? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, but a lot it didn't of, seem to be when I watched like the... A I'm, lot of the behind the scenes stuff or yeah. whatever. He seems like pretty like a normal guy. I mean, he seems like extremely Ego, rich and sure. kind of, yeah, like bold uh, goals maybe. So I don't know. But it seems like he had a lot of contention on this film actually. Mm. Uh, so his first problem was trying to win the confidence and the respect of the British crew because many had worked on Alien and were very, uh, fiercely loyal to Ridley Scott. So when I was looking through different facts, I didn't see anything that really stuck out as to why though. Like I don't did this, I don't know if the studio snubbed Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit I dropped the ball guys. Like it's been the new year and I did the notes like today. So (laughs) I could have like, I had every opportunity to look up further and I'm like, I wonder why. And I'm supposed to be the one providing the facts, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) So we can always, uh, add a little. (laughs) So apparently, um, he even arranged a screening of Terminator for the crew just to be like, look what I can do. But that does seem kind of like a dick move, right? To be like, I'm going to force you to watch a movie that I've already directed. I, I also would be like, and apparently no one turned up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> to show how good I am. Yeah. Like it's, what I've already it done. seems, yeah, that's, he said to de- demonstrate his abilities or something. Um, but these workers, they basically just resented that they had to work like 14 hour days and stuff because mm. the British people like, uh, yeah, they don't work their like... film unions are way different than how they do things right. here. So, and I think Ridley Scott, yeah, like he's British. Like, so this was like a, you know, these Americans coming in. <laughs> um, uh, so the first assistant director was like openly like hostile to him. He would like mock him and he'd call him governor. <laughs> Like, roll his eyes. And, I mean, he just he got himself fired, like, obviously. Um, and then, also, Gail Ann Hurd, the producer, um, apparently they were very openly mocked. And, like, they were saying she wasn't the real producer because during filming, they got married. Her and James Cameron got married, apparently. Um, so then there was that whole, I guess, thing, like, ooh, gossip, drama. drama. But if it wasn't for her, uh, so that's why I'm saying, like, I don't really know the full story because apparently it wasn't for Gail. Uh, Sigourney Weaver may have been, like, ousted, kind of, because they didn't want to pay her. Because in the first movie, she was only, um, oh, I don't remember. Uh, either way, it was less than a million. And it was what, in the first one. And then now this is a sequel, Everything's Great. She wanted it to be a million, basically. 
Um, and James and Gail made sure that, like, everyone knew that it was no secret that they, like, she was the only person considered to be cast. And, well, like, why wouldn't she, though? All this stuff. Well, because the studio likes to try to have negotiating tactics to be like, oh, well, we'll get this person or that person. Or, like, and basically, when James fucking Cameron, who just released a Terminator, which was like, everyone oh, loved yeah. it, you know, they were like, oh, and he said Sigourney Weaver's coming back. Like, they're going to have to deliver, and they know that. So they use it as a bargaining chip. And she got her million dollars. So I was like, oh, well, that's good for her. So I'm like, this Gail person can't be obviously that bad. Right. <laughs> but uh, it also helped in the future, too, because as the franchise went on, Sigourney Weaver went on to get $4 million for Alien 3 and then $11 million for Alien Resurrection. <laughs> so she made bank from these movies. Um, James Cameron also was apparently not impressed with uh, the editing that Ray Lovejoy was uh, producing for them. And he was, like, seriously considering firing him and having it re-edited from scratch by a man named Mark Goldblatt, who was the editor on The Terminator, um, and also Peter Boita. Um, And he had already been brought on board anyway to edit more of the dialogue-driven scenes. Um, So once Lovejoy heard that, he apparently took, like, all of the film's footage of the final battle and, like, locked himself in an editing suite and we like just did it from like start to finish and then came to show it to like Cameron and apparently it was uh sufficiently impressed Cameron and he was uh, allowed to supervise and be in the final edit still and i got most of this from Mental Floss and Bloody Disgusting on a final note with the last editing i have to say i'm like uh James Cameron i think you should have rethought some of that because that's what i think i have some of my most gripes on are on the last mm-hmm. the last fight so and we'll talk about it later but i just put put that little tidbit out there <laughs> <Sprinkles>. <laughs> so with that jess is gonna take it away with it you googled summer after floating in space for 57 years lieutenant ripley's shuttle is found by a deep space salvage team upon arriving at lv426 the Marines find only one survivor, a nine-year-old girl named Newt. But even these battle-hardened Marines, with all the latest weaponry, are no match for the hundreds of aliens that have invaded the colony! Um, I watched the whole franchise. I feel like it was a couple of years ago, but it could have been up to five. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere from two to five. Two to five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking back too, and I remember there was a time where we had the whole box set. I remember I kept saying, oh, I'm going to go and finally watch all these. And then I never fucking did. Mm-hmm. And then I think we sold the box set because we got rid of a lot of our physical media at one yeah. point. Um... So, yeah, I think it's been a while. I want to say, like, I think 10 plus years. Mm, like, wow. like a long, long time. I've seen Alien, Yeah, I think, more recently. I'd probably say within, like, a well, no, probably, like, maybe 12 years or something. Like, that, <laughs> like, I'm just saying it's been a long time. And I think it was Alien that I saw even more, more recent, but not recent, obviously, out of the two. So, yeah, I kind of didn't remember... Anything. Much of anything, yeah. Do you remember the ride at Disney? Yes. Okay, do you want to go ahead? Let's talk about the ride and get my trauma over with. (laughs) (laughs) Which apparently... Wait, which one are you talking about? Because there was two different... Remember the Chinese theater ride? That had the alien that came down? No, that one's fun. Okay. That one was the fun one. See, I thought that one was kind of scary. No, it's scary. That one scared me when I was a kid. It's scary, but it's like expected because it's literally from the scene you're talking about the one where they turn the lights off and then yes and then it was raining was like down your neck (laughs) was that aliens from aliens i thought so i thought it was like lilo and stitch aliens no they did that later but it was different before it It was was just like fucking aliens or something (laughs) like i don't know if they're actually related to this alien yeah i can't remember that but in my childhood trauma head it was And it was fucking... Like, I remember being hysterical and your mother having to, like, take me out of the ride. 
Like when they did the neck breathing, I lost my shit. <laughs> lost it. I was like six and they took me on this trip and I could not know. I was like, I could not deal. This was the same year. <laughs> the hot chocolate incident. Literally, I'm six years old and I will never be. <laughs> I will never not be. Never shit. live the hot chocolate incident down ever, know. never. So I totally forgot Paul Reiser was in this at first. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Paul Reiser. <laughs> You're the smarmy guy. Always. Always. And, of course, you just love that cat. So cute. Yeah. I was like, that. she always has to end up with somebody at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So we're basically set up that they find Ripley. And it turns out, oh, shit, it's been 57 years later. Mm. And the company is still going on. Uh, it's pretty much a classic sci-fi, you know, movie kind of setup, and especially with it dealing with aliens. She has not been handling her trauma well. No one really believes her. Right. But they kind of like mostly the they're case. interrogating her on the cost of the ship that she destroyed. Yeah, because that was, that's even fifty-seven years later, they're <laughs> still butthurt about that. <laughs> So, and then apparently, uh, these are also based on uh, some books, too. And in the book, she is supposed to, like, the trauma is supposed to be much, even more apparent than they're showing. So, in the film, though, we see she's in her little tiny future apartment. Very Fifth Element. Yes, very Fifth Element. (laughs) With her cat. And it's supposed to be, I love how they're, like, messy. Yeah, it was, like, very, like, still, like, clean, messy. Like, oh, she has things on the counters. Right. In this really small space. That means she's deranged. She's insane. Unhinged. Unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, oh, she's only a dock loader. That's the only job you get, huh, lady? (laughs) You're archaic. You don't do shit. <laughs> like, You're useless yeah. in this world, lady. And basically, so basically that's what they're doing. So basically Paul Reiser like hounds her down, but she's also just knows the repercussions of what would happen if the aliens were, the xenomorphs were to prol- proliferate. Mmm, good one. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, oh, so fancy. I used a big word. (laughs) Silly. And so she, of course, and this is like foreshadowing at its finest in dialogue written like in a movie because she's like, well, I'll only go back as long as we're wiping them out and you're not going to like take them back for any science experiments or anything. I know, but still, it might as well have been. (laughs) Wink. It was like a Jordy moment. Yeah. (laughs) From first contact. Get a little warm in here. here. (laughs) Like, yeah, I feel like it's a very obvious, like, foreshadow. (laughs) So we do get that. We get little Paul Reiser almost shirtless. Almost. In his, he looks so good in that little suit, though. Like I loved the, those suits. I thought they were slick. Eh. It was like the cool kind of collar, but then the thing laid back on the side. Still, like I don't know. I thought they were kind of cool. It wasn't enough that I even noticed. Oh, I that's why I liked it because it was so subtle. But I was like, oh, it does seem like a modern take on a suit. A little futuristic. Yeah, a little futuristic. A little futuristic suit. I liked it. And a little Paul Reiser. <laughs> <laughs> it's so He's cute. Never been my cup of tea. As far yeah. as. <laughs> um. So it's pretty quick pace though in the beginning, like the two hour runtime. I feel like does do well for a the good half first half of the movie for the most part, because um, we get very quickly like we're introduced to the Space Marines. Right. Boom. We're going there. Putting on the, getting in the big suit. I'm a class C driver. Yeah, suit. yeah. She's like, I can help. Look at me. And then she does like a. Look at me. Like a, almost like a jazz hands version <laughs> for that Mecca suit. Hello, baby. It's like she's like Hello, a Gundam. Baby. Yeah, like a jazzy Gundam. And I like that we also get a quote of Arturian Poontang. But <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going to be the name of the episode now. Okay. <laughs> Aliens. I was going to... Arturian Poontang. I was going to say assholes and elbows. Oh, but... that's... <laughs> I, I mean, both are, sound pretty good. <laughs> we'll... Put it in the hat. We'll rock, see paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of three and just see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Could go either way. <laughs> 
Um, and then, of course, we discover that there is a um, synthetic bishop mm-hmm. on uh, as well. And I like how she's very, like, I feel like also it was very Battlestar Galactica a little bit too. I'm like, not only fracking toasters. <laughs> like, I got those vibes. I like Polanski uh, vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like a common trend in this, you know, if you're going to have, like, androids of any kind. And you got to have somebody that hates, <laughs> hates them. <laughs> And essentially, they show that these space marines completely lack discipline. Right. I, I know. I was like, I thought they were supposed to be, like, the most disciplined. Uh, yeah, I thought they were supposed to be the they're most. They're very laissez. Uh, yeah, I feel like they're more like mercenaries than right. marines. Right. Hired like, guns more I know. so I'm than, like, like, you are team. not listening to your sergeant And Bill all. Paxton, like, why are you so scared? Marines <laughs> are supposed to be, like, the most fearless ones, I thought. Well, especially the space marines. They're supposed right. to be the badasses. Didn't you... You had to fight somebody for that art. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I do really like the descent scene where they're landing on the planet. Yeah. I feel like that was pretty well done. Like, it felt, like, uncomfortable. Like, you were, like, yeah, the way he did it. It made you feel like your stomach was dropping. Yeah, yeah. So, I do feel like that was done I mean, the special effects were all really well done i thought yeah they were i mean it's james cameron so right. i feel like he always did well also in balancing what was new in that time but to try to not keep it to where it would look too dated yeah. you know like he knows like the capabilities of usually the technology of that whatever era he's making his film in right you know he did it with titanic that upholds you know pretty well and the recreation of the set like you know mm-hmm. he's always and even with avatar um, I know. I guess since it was Titanic, I didn't I see always, the new Avatar. I don't know how oh, I did, it was breathtaking yeah. or not, but oh yeah, because it was underwater. Like I said, he's pretty like hardcore. I mean, he's like Jacques Cousteau now, right? Does he like go in submarines <laughs> and shit? Like yeah, <laughs> those are the like documentaries I've <laughs> yeah. watched him in. <laughs> yeah, like he's like hardcore into it. Yeah, but ever since Titanic and all the yeah the Jacques Cousteau stuff, I totally forgot he got like gritty. Did Terminator and, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I forgot he even had that kind of style. Oh, yeah, yeah, that he's done, like, oh, yeah. you're capable of that kind of style. <laughs> but that's where all, like, beautiful water scenes. Yeah. No, he's like, I'll be back. He does, <laughs> he does it all, man. <laughs> he is. He's like a triple threat. So when they're on the colony, uh, this whole scene, I think it works because the anticipation works well because this is a sequel, so you know what's out there you know you know it's just when this is more of a matter of when than what for this particular aliens film and uh we find that newt you find this little girl she's like no one calls me rebecca only my brother does call me newt and i was like it felt very um sword in the stone right (laughs) (laughs) worm yeah yeah i definitely got those vibes so this is uh Basically, the beginning of uh, the end for many of the cast. <laughs> yep. Because once they do the descent, so basically, you have two pilot people who uh, are like actually in the the ship that can go through the atmosphere, and then they're all, and then all these other crew, the Space Marine people, are in. It's almost like a little tank type thing, and they're all in there to get to. Uh, I guess these bases or whatever they were called, headquarters, I don't know. Right. Colony. Colonies, Colonies, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they take that. And, of course, like I said, it all goes downhill from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's like a fusion reactor or something, so then they say they can't fire their guns. Yes, so you can only use flamethrowers, so that's going to obviously be a hindrance in and of itself. And, of course, these... Risky Marines um, keep some anyway. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, where I'm like, okay, they just don't listen to anything for any reason. And you also have Gorman is, like, the actual leader in charge, but he's basically supposed to be, like, bullshit officer school material. You find out, like, he's never even done a right, descent right. before. Like, it's all simulated Yeah, stuff. so you basically know that you got this really experienced, like, leadership. And they pretty much kick it off from there. So they know they have this kid. They've cleared the facility. They're kind of figuring out what's going on. Um, 
later they start dropping like flies because they go to where the trackers are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is the beginning of my annoyances with some of it because I'm like, okay, wouldn't you know that's basically like the alien's litter box? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why would the kid is living by its, you know, like. Right. And it's been obvious that it's been doing it for a while. And you can tell, I mean, they're they're not like, mm, I mean, yeah, they're smart, but they're like animals still kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the way they're living. They have a nest. They exactly. have, like, eggs. Exactly. They're still kind of, like... I don't know why anyone would, like, oh, that's probably just the dead bodies of the... Yeah, or whatever. Um, so just that they all went there together. Yeah. That's what was crazy to me. I'm like, why wouldn't you send, like... A, a smaller team, team. A smaller team yeah. or something to, like, scout it. Like, anything. And they're just like, I, I guess because all... they really didn't think it was going to be dangerous. I don't know. You brought the consultant person because you know. And then you only discover, too, later with Paul Reiser's character in the company. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of knew. They knew they were there. So, that's what I'm saying. Even he knew. So well, They wanted to make profit off of it. They wanted to buy I some know. of the eggs back. So, it's just so Biological crazy. warfare. So, yeah, that's where I'm like, okay, this is crazy that they even went. Because, they yeah, they go right into the lair of all of the aliens. Mm-hmm. And this scene is pretty creepy, too. Because at first, they're like, I don't see him. And they start, like, oh, like morphing out of the yeah. wall. <laughs> this is where Andrew said he didn't like this one as much as the first one. Because he was like, the aliens look too much like people in suits. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I could see yeah, what he I means that. by that. But then it also makes it almost more creepy. Yeah, I like it. Like, I don't know which one. If the scenes are quick enough. But yeah, if you linger on it too long, you're like, oh, okay, it's the guy. But it's the, I like the aesthetic of it. I like the, um, like I said, this is the, what I remember from like the ride at Disney. Mm-hmm. It was like this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just watched more of it too. So to me, this is, Slightly more my favorite than the first one. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Um, I got a lot of Blair Witch vibes from this beginning <laughs> scenes, too, with the little cameras and the, what's going on? Yeah. And, um, I like that Ripley, though, is just like, fuck this, and just drives the whole thing through. She's such a badass. But this is where I'm confused, because weren't the people downstairs? They went down, like, three floors. So how was she able to drive the car through? Oh, I don't know. Right? I noticed that too. I'm like, did I miss something? But I thought they went Must down like three. Must be that like great three. editing. <laughs> Ray Lovejoy. Explain yourself. Explain. <laughs> How did that car get down there? <laughs> magically appeared. And uh, I love the vibes that we get with the uh, the corporal guy or whatever, who uh, Sigourney Weaver and them. Hicks. They're always like, hey, Hicks. Yeah, Hicks. They're always giving each other the woo-woo eyes. The woo-woo eyes. <laughs> giving each other the woo-woo eyes. <laughs> They're like, chemistry. We got it. Sparks. And, uh, yeah, and then Paul Reiser's character becomes a complete douche. Mm-hmm. And he always does. Yeah, because they, they narrowly <laughs> escape. They lose the tank almost, but they get back to the facility. They know they got to close it down, basically, and just try to survive. Yeah, because the pilots fucking go down, too, because they're a bunch of dumbasses. Mm-hmm. And Had an alien in there with them. Yeah. Just get, they, right in. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. They were stopped, and he was just standing out there for some reason. I'm like, I would have had that thing shut. Like, as soon as they left, that would have been shut. And exactly. I'm like, I know why we're here. We're not taking any fucking chances. But they did, and they got got. So they're very sloppy for them to be future yeah. space marines. It's like I was like, hmm, how very convenient, you know, for the story. So I'm like, I don't know, James Cameron. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what really bums me out though is that I love the ending of this one. For it to all be for naught, because the third one, when she wakes up on that prison planet. And everybody's dead but her. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she's got an alien inside of her. Pretty sure that what happens in that one. I don't remember. And it's as she kills herself at the end of that one. I have no idea. Andrew was talking about another one, too, that was after good. this one. And I was like, I don't remember that good. one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the resurrection is god-awful. It's, like, so bad it's 
hilarious. That's very, very early So I realized that I don't think I had seen all of the series before. I think I've only seen the first two. That's, to me, it's the only ones really worth anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, then it's, like, such a bummer in the beginning of the third one that you're like, oh, man, Newt still dies? Because the beginning of the third one, that's how, oh, that's how it yeah. starts. Oh, yeah. Everyone that she was with was also dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like a happy ending. <laughs> uh, going back to the chemistry with her and Hicks, they have the very sexy gun instruction scene. <laughs> Where she's like, well, show me. And he's like, slapping it hard. But yeah. So she goes and checks on Newt later. And that's when I said Paul Reiser becomes a total dick. And essentially, like, trapped them in the medical thing that had the specimens in it. And was going to impregnate them. Because she's basically shut Paul Reiser down after they know it's aliens now for sure. Like, they've lost people already. And she's kind of like, I'm fucking taking in charge. Like, I've already survived this shit. This is why I'm here. Like, fuck you. Uh, And we're not doing this. Because you find out that, yes, Paul Reiser knew about the fucking aliens and the specimen. And they're talking about using it for biochemical warfare bullshit, Mm -hmm. of course. Yada, yada, yada. As the government is wanting Military industrial complex (laughs) bullshit based in, like... You know, that nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) I would have killed him. Like, we're there. I would have killed him 100%. Like, you know what his intentions are. And why wouldn't you think he was capable of that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's a company man and he came for a reason. So, I... To be there in your best interest. Exactly. For the company's interest. And then, like, she even said... That because of what was happening, even though it was the company's interest, but it was with federal, the space marines are like federal, still like in a government thing. So that was where he even was superseding what Paul Reiser was doing. Right. So even if he did that, that's why he's like, oh, well, if I impregnate them, either way. And this is where they start making it where it's almost like rapey. Yeah. And then you're like, ugh. Gross. Right. (laughs) (laughs) uh. And I guess I didn't, even like the previous time I watched it, when I didn't think it was that long ago, I didn't, I didn't notice that, I guess. Yeah. Or it didn't stick out to me. This time I was like, ugh. Yeah. Like the tones are very. Right. Yeah. Like, ugh, obvious. Um, Yeah. So after this, though, basically all hell breaks loose again. Paul Reiser is going to get his. uh, Very much in the style of the Meg where, like, the rich guy gets theirs. Yeah. The bank, yes. <laughs> it's, like, already seeing, you know, patterns and themes. Patterns and themes. <laughs> and this whole time, Bishop has been kind of working in the background a little bit, basically, doing the things they need to get done. He goes and goes through a whole tunnel system, and he's like, oh, it'll only take four hours to do this and five hours to do this and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, it makes sense. He would be the only one capable, I feel like, of doing Do any that. Of that. Like, yeah. in that time frame, like, a human's going to wear out. Like, right. But it would take him four hours. It would probably take a human, like, six to eight, possibly. Like, yeah. So, I feel like at the beginning, they almost make it seem like maybe he could be shady. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she is supposed to not trust him and stuff. But, I mean, he ends up being, like, OG. Like, he's the MVP for sure. Oh, yeah. The whole um, movie. Yeah. Besides Ridley. And he was delightful. Ridley. Ridley, Ridley, yeah. Ridley. Ripley. Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> and he was delightful. Yes, he was delightful. Pumpkinhead. Good job, Pumpkinhead. Good job. You weren't always bad. <laughs> so funny. Because, yeah, he shows up like a bro and even saves their asses, mm-hmm. like, right at the end. Um, but this is where, so this is what I said. I feel like it was really well paced, like kind of up until though that little middle area after that. Because then it was just a little almost repetitive. I'm like, okay. Like, she's running away. She's running away. Like, a little too much with the running. And not enough aliens. And not enough aliens. Yeah. yeah was, like, I forgot how little aliens there actually were in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like the first one, it was all, it was only one alien, but you saw a lot of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, we got the up-close scenes, but I don't know, maybe because it's James Cameron, I feel like things just weren't slimy enough. Yeah, you but know? I did like, like, like the... like, the first one was slimy. Yeah, it was very... Like... <sighs> very... <laughs> Like, like Cujo vibes. Yeah. 
And this one Horror. is not. Turner and Hooch vibes. There we go. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I feel like this one is a little... A little yeah. dry. A little so, parched. So, a little parched aliens. I know. For the Jacques Cousteau of cinema, uh, surprising. You think you would know wet... I want them wet-ass aliens. (laughs) So they're eventually, before they get to Bishop and everything, and they're able to, like, make a little more of their escape uh, closer towards the end, uh, when they're actually running from basically the mama alien. Because they have found found their way into the facility. Obviously, it's fucking aliens. They're going to find a way. There's a will, there's a way. Life finds a way. (laughs) The xenomorphs (laughs) will find you. And, uh, so she basically, Newt gets lost, they get separated, but she does eventually go, like, guns blazing. Like, she's like, I'm not fucking leaving Newt. Hicks is holding on by a thread. Mm-hmm. He's been, um, a casualty, basically. Or the, almost. Like, he's been incapacitated. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, like I said, we've lost, the rest of the Marines have been picked off no, during no, this, no. uh, almost two hour excursion. <laughs> I think it was like two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah. Lengthy. And we get our girl fight. <laughs> and she gets Queens in her mecha. fighting each other. Of course, yes. She gets in her little mecha suit and then we get the full fight with that. Like I said, I feel like the precursor. Get away from her, you bitch. I know. I got very like um, Molly Weasley vibes since I got out of the it's my daughter you bitch like like, i got definitely yeah definitely those vibes but yeah i kind of got a little bored during this last fight like it was a little too cat and mouse but not in in you know exciting way yeah not overly exciting like I really wasn't, like, on the edge of my seat necessarily. Like, it just felt To me, like... the, the build-up before that was more intense to me. Like, them finding Newt, you know, and then trying to get to her. And, like, that... Yeah. To me, that stuff was more exciting than anything uh-huh. any kind of alien and fight then, actually was. And then it was, like, yeah, because after the Newt thing, then it's like, okay, well, let's extend this now by another. And it was just too long. Like, yeah. I feel like they should have just quicker paced the very beginning of kind of, like, more of the, the big queen fight. And... And then if maybe show more of the end, that's fine. But yeah, the the stuff with the suit and it was just a little much. Yeah. And I felt like it made it. And like you said, it took too long and like then he, then it looked like almost like puppetry at that point. Uh, you know yeah, I mean? that's yeah, that's why I'm like oh, a little too much, and I got a little bored. And that was where even I would so caught myself getting distracted towards the end. And then I was like talking to Andrew more like about like other stuff from the movie, and we're like oh okay, oh close up scene. Oh, the alien face. Oh, you know, there it is again. Yeah. Oh, there it is again. I know. So, yeah. So, this one I was actually a little more disappointed when I got to the end because it had been so long since I'd seen it and uh, it wasn't, yeah, as, like, exciting as the first one to me. Yeah. For the big, you know, like, the showdown kind Mm -hmm. of. Little long. Little long. Yeah. It's still, I mean, I still love it just because of got a special place to me oh totally makes sense so yeah uh it basically ends with um her shoving the alien out the airlock (laughs) and she shows off our her very impressive upper body strength sent that bitch out the moon door yeah that's exactly (laughs) what happened and bishop got wrecked too yeah like he's been torn in half but he's still hanging on by a thread as well and he tells her even a not bad for a human (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh that's kind of how it ends uh pretty much and with them getting sleep, sleep. yeah and then uh, so what andrew, happened to the cat as andrew said uh uh back to her stupid little panties <laughs> she oh. left him and they have the scene where she says you're staying home this time so she left the cat on earth i guess and had oh, someone okay. yeah take care of the cat well that's good <laughs> that's, that's that's all good. that matters. Well, at least the cat's taken care of because yeah. she don't ever come back to Earth. No, I know. That poor cat. <laughs> well, if the cat's taken care of, it's fine. It's fine. And that's all she wrote. All that was Aliens. Wrote. That was it. Kind of tore through it a little bit. I have to say, like I said, it was a little middle of the road for me on this one. Yeah, it was it was long, and like I said, there wasn't there wasn't hardly any Aliens. Yeah, like it just wasn't and as was, exciting as I... I and a lot of it, it was be. so dark, I couldn't hardly see the aliens anyway. You know what I mean? I know, and I feel like that was very much the play of like, ooh, creepy. Yeah. But yeah, it was almost 
yeah, one level too dark to where it even loses that factor. Right. Or maybe they should have just put... Like I said, I love Stan Winston, but yeah, maybe he did drop the ball a little bit on kind of the overall, you know, like the everything else looked good. But of course, that's what it is. I don't think he, I think it was just maybe his team that helped work on it. Mm. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But yeah, I just felt a little underwhelmed. Yeah. And I just remember it being a lot more exciting. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's why I was so disappointed, I guess. It's just, like I said, I felt like the beginning was stronger, but it just fizzled for me in the second act or second half Mm -hmm. rather. Because as soon as they started, like, like they blew up themselves Mm -hmm. when that alien was coming in. Yeah. Vasquez. Then it really got slow. Yeah. Then I felt like that, it was like a good 30 minutes chunk yeah, where it was just too long. Yeah. That's why it didn't need to be as long as it was. They could have definitely turned. I mean, and then down. they because they killed off a lot of the like comedic. Or apparent, apparently, there is like an uncut version. I guess it actually has more, but apparently, it makes it better. So well, I, I could wonder. See that. Yeah, so I could see even if maybe they left out something that maybe yeah, was more exciting, exciting, or something maybe more crucial to where you kind of put up with the stuff more in the end. I don't know. Um, so I was curious about that, but they said it was like, I think it was only on a laser disc or something crazy. I don't know if it exists still. Laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know, but that's what I read. <laughs> I remember when I was in school and they came out with a laser disc mm-hmm. and they brought in to show us. And it was like huge. Like yes. A record, and they're like, CD. this is going to be the future. And we we're like, whoa. And it never was. <laughs> <laughs> it never happened. And it never happened. The only happened. time I ever watched a laser disc, disc was at school. Yeah. That's, That's the only time I ever heard about it again. Yeah. And I think Until this were... moment, I totally forgot about them. <laughs> that they existed. <laughs> there's a whole regular show um, episode. Oh, really? Like, yeah, there's a whole arc, yeah, like with the, like, keeper of the laser discs, and they, like, unlock oh, it, funny. and there's, like, and the different media, and then the DVDs come, and, like, it's a whole thing. Like, you should watch them. They're fun. You like regular show, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think I've... I mean, I've watched regular show. I just don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole, like, arc kind That's of hilarious. about it. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so, uh, will you be watching this again? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Near, I always watch the uh, the whole shebang, mm-hmm. the whole series. Because nice. the last time I watched it, I watched Alien, Aliens, all of them. And then I watched Prometheus. And then... I like Prometheus. Yeah, I dug it. Yeah, I like that one a lot. But yeah, Alien Resurrection, we're going to have to do that one eventually because it's so bad. Yeah, I'm open. I had wanted to try to actually watch the first one, too, because I wanted to kind of compare Ridley Scott to James Cameron, you Mm. know, a little bit. Because like I said, I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, is Ridley Scott one of my favorite Oh, that's right. Yeah. You said that. <laughs> so I was like, I'll do it. and that's why I think I am. I think I'm just a little more partial to his style, maybe. Because yeah. I do, from my memories, I feel like I did like one more. And I think it's because it was a cat. Like, I like cats mm. better than kids. So, so for me, it's probably going to be one. <laughs> I guess because I was young the first time I watched. So you were this like one. relating to the so kids. I was relating to Newt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could totally see that. Yeah. But no, I think I just like the first one maybe better. But, yeah, I think I'll maybe eventually watch it again, but I think I'll stick with one and then try to watch just the rest of the series just so I can be like, okay, as an adult, I've watched I've said I've done it. Yeah. (laughs) Get it in the books. No, I think I was sick one weekend and watched literally all of them. So, so I want to say, I think it has been the last, like, two years that you've done it. Or three. Because I do remember you, like, specifically telling me you were doing an Aliens marathon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was Aliens, and uh, we still have the rest of January for Aliens. We still wait in theme with oh, Predator Two again. Danny Glover. Yes, we are going to still be sticking with our um, like biweekly uh, releases of our full episodes. As we've mentioned, we will be throwing out more minisodes here mm-hmm. and there. I'm going to try and see. With me going out of town this week, I don't know if I'll get to do the Us one. I hope so. Uh, but if not, I'll do it on the next movie I watch. I'll do make sure I take notes and everything. Because right. I didn't take notes with Us. So that's where I'm like, if I don't record, like, yeah, it's going to leave me. Already. And then, yeah. And then I'll just be like 12 minutes of me rambling. And be like, oh, yeah. Oh, and then this. Oh, and then this part. <laughs> that's not fun. <laughs> For you to edit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And put in a cohesive order. <laughs> and as always, you can find us at Film Gazers 
on Facebook, on Instagram, on threads. Oh, I, I listened to, I was listening to the Harry Potter series. In my car, and I heard that we switched to threads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, I haven't put the Discord link there yet, but that's still on Twitter or X, whatever you're going to fucking call it. <laughs> um, and that's where you can join the Discord. Uh, yeah, that's, um, I think that's everywhere we're at. Yeah, that's everywhere we're at on social media. (laughs) That's where you can find us. And of course, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're going to try again to up the ante. That is our New Year's kind of goal for this year. But also, with the things going on uh, in your life, Jess, we do want to put it out there that there is always that possibility that a postponement might happen Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I do want to say we could always accommodate you as well if you need to take time off. And I've already talked to Andrew and was like, if Jessica needed to, like, just skip some or something, but we wanted to keep the schedule, you're going to have to talk about movies with me for an episode. (laughs) He was like, okay, I think I can can try. I can do it. Yeah. Dave even said he wanted to do one. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, time to hit the dusty trail. Until next time. Later, taters. Taters.